done this in a long time. Check two. Test, test, test. Balcony. She's going to start the prelude. Oh, 
images cleft for me. Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. The series is Rethink Lies We Believe series. Leading the liturgy and preaching this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. We will be following Martin's service. We join the service already in progress. Of his precious love, blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning as we continue our sermon series about lies that we tell ourselves. And today we're going to examine worldly lies. And we'll take a look at our texts and think about what does it mean to uh, 
put worldly things first? Does that become number one in our lives sometimes? Do we make idols out of money, fame, fortune, whatever it is that we love more than God? As uh, I'll talk about King Solomon in the message, treasures and pleasures is what I call them. And sometimes we forget that our true eternal treasure uh, is in heaven. And we only look at the day-to-day stuff that we not just need, but, but want. And that, I think that, that goes for all of us. And we'll, we'll get into that in the message. And I want to thank uh, Jean for, for helping out with, with uh, uh, her chanting and singing this morning. You know, and, and I'm a guy sometimes that often reads half of an email and then responds to it. And <laughs> Steve sent me, Steve Moore, who is here, there, and everywhere. That guy is just working everywhere. And he sent me an email and with the service in it, and I'm looking at it, and it's just me here this weekend, and it's got a bunch of chanting and singing in it. And I'm like, Steve, what are you thinking? Well, I didn't read the end of the email that talked about how Gene was going to help with her beautiful voice. He was actually doing me a favor, and I'm complaining to the guy. So, <laughs> lesson learned. Uh, a couple of announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, our organist, our Monday night organist, Dolores Jacobson, is recovering from a hip surgery, and uh, we're helping her out. We're trying to gather as a congregation to help her out with the meal train that we have, and that link is going to go out uh, to everybody, to the whole, the congregation as a whole, I believe on Monday, if it hasn't already. And they're on the pink, I think there are pink cards out here or they came in your bulletin with QR codes on them. I know not everybody knows how to use them. I'm not real real good with them myself. Um, so if you want to wait for that link, you can um, do that and then sign up. I believe it's for every other day. And I know this congregation did that for me about three years ago for like two months, which was uh, such a blessing to me. So uh, make sure that you take a look at that. And if you're able to help out, that would be awesome. Um, we are also hiring a discipleship director, and this is where I direct you to our bulletin for the job details and what that's going to entail. That would have been uh, what Dennis Ashour's uh, position was, and it's got a new title, and I'm sure some new responsibilities. So uh, if you yourself or you know somebody that might fit the bill there, uh, have them take a look at the bulletin. Uh, and with that, I invite you as you are able to please rise for our opening versicles.
Let us pray. Almighty God and everlasting Father, we thank you for all the blessings of this life, especially your Son, our way to salvation and the only true means of happiness. Guide us by your Spirit, O Lord, and teach us to set our hearts on you and value the things you value so that we may live a God-pleasing life. Amen. All right. Time for our children's message. And I did spot some kids, so come on up. Okay, I want to ask all of you a question, okay? It's not a trick question. Now, because I've got a list because I left my checkbook in my office. So, who would like a million dollars? Me. You? Does everybody want a million dollars? Who wants $10 million? Me. Do you want one or 10? 10. 10? Okay. Does everybody want 10 million or some of you just want one? Does every, if you all want 10, raise your hand. I can go as high as 20. I can give you 10 or 20. Do you want 10 or 20? Oh, okay. So five checks for $20 million. And your parents are wondering, is that where my offerings go to give that guy 20 million extra dollars? Now, how long do you think that $20 million will last all of you? Do you think it'll last you forever or just until you go to heaven? Forever. Okay. Now, how many... I'm going to ask you another question. How many of you love Jesus? Raise your hand if you love Jesus. Raise your hand if you believe Jesus loves you. How long does that last? How long does the love of Jesus last? Just for a little while? Forever. Even after we pass away and go to heaven... Jesus is still there. But you know what's not there? That $20 million. You will not have that $20 million when you die and go to heaven. If I gave you $50 million, you wouldn't have it when you went to heaven. But you know what you would have? What would you still have? What can you never lose? Yes, and his love. It doesn't go anywhere, does it? It stays with us in this life. And into the next. So if I had to ask you to choose, do you want eternity in heaven with Jesus or do you want $50 million? <laughs> that went south. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. But I know you girls are smart, and you know that the love of Jesus is the only thing that lasts forever. Because when he calls us home, that money doesn't mean anything. It does not go with us, and it does not mean anything in the next life, okay? 
So Jesus forever, money temporary, okay? Just like your clothes. You'll outgrow your clothes and your shoes, and then they won't be, they won't be good anymore. One day, that money, you won't need it anymore. It's okay to have stuff and to want stuff as long as you know what's more important. Okay. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for the blessings you give us each day. Our money, friends, cars, homes, school. Lord, but we know that your love is what lasts forever. And in, with joy in our hearts, we say amen. amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. Come see me for those checks after church. I'm sorry, I gotta get my head around that. All right. First reading comes from 1 Timothy 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap that into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you as you're able to rise for our gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I will do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my gain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. For God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. This is the gospel of the Lord. And as many members of one body confess our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, only Son of
You know, the children's message actually is a good lead-in for what we're going to talk about today. We got a good laugh. I'm, yeah, I'm still laughing um, because it's true. I think that's why we laugh about most things. They're funny because they're true. So what is it that you get out of bed for? What is the main motivation that keeps you going? What do you live for? Money? Status? Getting ahead at work? And there is nothing wrong with any of those things except when you, tell, when you tell yourself, this is what defines me. This is all I'm about. This is the only motivation that I have. This is what makes life worth living. My pursuit of earthly treasures and pleasures. I've got to have them. Music has a lot of good theology in it when you listen to the lyrics closely. Here's some lyrics. Living easy, loving free, season ticket on a one-way ride, asking nothing, leave me be, taking everything in my stride, don't need reason, don't need rhyme, ain't nothing that I'd rather do, going down, party time, my friends are going to be there too, I'm on the highway to hell, and I'm going down. Now... I'm, I think some of you probably recognize these lyrics. In case you didn't, it's from the band ACDC. They recorded this song, Highway to Hell, in 1979. And the point here is this is about a person who makes no bones about what they worship, about what their main motivation in life is. But unlike the guy in our gospel, the singer here seems to know the penalty for excluding God from his life. As he lives for money, sex, fame, fortune, and absolutely nothing else. So he's not lying to himself. Well, maybe a little bit. But I think many times we do. We think God is the main motivation for our lives. But as sinners, we slip. And we chase after earthly things and things that are fleeting. Things that are here today and gone tomorrow. But we need to take heart because our God has great mercy. So grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. We are in good company when we fall astray and try to find contentment in treasures and pleasures. The wisest man that ever lived other than Jesus of Nazareth also looked for contentment and fulfillment in the things of this world. And yeah, that would be King Solomon. He was granted wisdom as a gift from God. If you ever, if you ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, in it, King Solomon outwardly says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. And like many powerful, wealthy people, he had the means to get anything that he wanted anytime he wanted. And I read this to you from Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I thought in my heart, 
Come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, is foolish. And what does pleasure accomplish? I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly. My mind guided me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was worthwhile for men to do under heaven during the few days of their lives. Now, we can see how Solomon's wisdom worked here. He had it all. But all that earthly stuff led Solomon to say in this book, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. That's what he found in the pursuit of all these earthly pleasures. He never found contentment in pleasure and treasure. Even though he tried, he dove into it head first, trying to find contentment happiness and fulfillment in all that stuff that his wealth and his stature could give him. And I think 1 Timothy, the 1 Timothy text keeps us right on track. For we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out. So, to live only for earthly gain is taking us nowhere. Think about how Solomon referred to time on earth versus eternity. What do men do worthwhile? What do they find worthwhile to do their few days on earth? That's wisdom. Because compared to eternity, this is but a blink of an eye. Money is the root of all evil. That is many, many times misquoted, right? Love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Loving it almost always means we put it before God, sometimes before anybody and anything else in our lives. And it doesn't just have to be money. It can be fame, fortune, status, career, whatever. Then we lie to ourselves, like in our gospel. I got plenty of good stuff. I'll just party with all my earthly, all the earthly stuff I have, kick back and take it easy and worry about nothing. Kind of like a, the lyrics of that song. But like Solomon said, we're here just a few days. What's worthwhile? If I went out and played Powerball and won it, and I always lose, so that's not going to happen. But, and I won the whole thing, and you know that thing goes way up there. And then I got hit by a truck. What am I taking with me to sit before my judge and savior? Nothing. Because naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. Words from Job as everything is being stripped from him. Every earthly thing. Now, like I told the kids, it's not wrong to have that stuff, but you've got to remember what lasts. Cars, money, houses, boats, Packer season tickets. It's when those things become what we live for and only what we live for that it becomes a problem. And even when we have plenty, it seems to not be enough. 
I keep picking on the kids, but when I kept up in that number, no, they didn't want 10 million if I was going to be able to get, if I was, they were going to be able to get 20. If they were going to be able to get 50, 20 wasn't going to do it. And I'm not picking on the kids because that's how adults think. How much is enough? I want you to think of all the professional athletes that have all these tens of millions of dollars, and then we hear about them being broke. Oh, I got 15, a, a garage with 15 cars in it. I mean, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying. Sometimes when you have a lot, it's never enough. And how do they lose all that money? Greed is how. And I get as materialistic as the next person. I forget what blessings that I already have. And I look around and I think, man, I wish I had that car. I wish I had that guy's house, his boat. Greed and envy. I don't need those things. I just think they look nice and I'd like to have them. Then the spirit often hits me between the eyes. And I can hear God say to me, I've given you more than you need because I'm generous. But in that previous moment, I wanted to be like this guy in the gospel who has so much stuff he didn't have enough places to store it. And then God called him home. While he is thinking about all the great earthly stuff he has, it's not going to mean a thing to him when he's called to his heavenly home. And all that we possess materialistically here in the world will be meaningless at that point, as Solomon directs us. And I think the end of the book of Ecclesiastes tells us what we need to remember from the wisest and wealthiest man. If you didn't know it, uh, Solomon was the wealthiest man that ever lived. Starting at, verse, at 12, verse 13. Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of a man. God will bring every deed into judgment, every hidden thing, whether good or evil. Now let me be clear. We're not living here, we're not living in, uh, by keep, living in God's grace by keeping laws. But the most important thing in our lives is the faith we have in the cross, in the power of the empty tomb. The God who loves us and forgives us has given us eternity. And that is more valuable than any fleeting pleasure that we could seek or chase after. And that's hard for us to understand because all we can see is the here and now. We can't really fathom eternity. Remember the rich man who Jesus loved. You remember the parable? He said, I've kept all the commandments. What must I do to inherit eternal life? It's important to remember that the Bible said that Jesus loved him. Because then you hear Jesus' response. Go and sell all you have and follow me. That does not mean we all have to do that. He knew what that man valued more than God. And it said the man went away sad because he had great possessions and he knew he could not put God before those possessions. 
We know that we live in the mercy of God. So may the Spirit help us to live lives of thanksgiving for an eternity in our Father's house in His presence. That's our hope. That's our reason for getting out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps us going when things in our life are often falling apart because Jesus walks with us wherever we go, whether this life or the next. Money won't go with us. Enjoy your stuff. Just don't love it more than you love your merciful God who loves you more than anything. And in the name of Jesus, amen. And at this time, as we think about money and riches, uh, we want to thank you for your givings and your offerings that support our ministry of the gospel here at Faith. Our offering hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book 730. What is the world to me? What is the world to me? With all its vaunted pleasure, when you and you alone, Lord Jesus, are my treasure. You only, dearest Lord, my soul's delight shall be. You are my peace, my rest. What is the world to me?
Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. As you have raised us to new life in Christ, you give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In response to God's word, let us come before him and pray with confidence that we, 
His children are heard and will be answered according to his will. Abba, Father, we pray for peace in our world, that you would defeat the plans of those who seek to stir up violence, malice, and strife. By your Spirit, bring a peaceful resolution to all conflicts around the world and provide timely resources to those who need it most. Abba, Father, we pray for our nation, that citizens and leaders alike would humble themselves and acknowledge your goodness and sustaining power. Father, we pray for our families that love, respect, and good communication may prevail between husbands and wives, parents and children, and extended family. By your Spirit, help us to love each other as Christ first loved us and bring reconciliation to our broken relationships. Abba, Father, we pray for Christians around the world that your children would hold steadfast to the truths found in your holy word so that we may shine your light to a world in need. By your spirit, help us to rethink the treasures found in our hearts and enable us to use your gifts and resources Father, we pray for the sick, the injured, and those undergoing and recovering from surgery. Especially in our prayers this morning, we remember Dolores Jacobson recovering from surgery, Jennifer Klein undergoing chemo treatment, and Tim, who is recovering from a serious injury. We pray that they may experience your peace and touched by your healing hand, by your spirit, Abba Father, we pray for doctors, nurses, and all healthcare workers and researchers that they would be fulfilled in their calling and use your gifts as you have intended.
Abba, Father, we pray for police officers, firefighters, first responders, and all military personnel, that you would grant them protection and good judgment as they serve others under the threat of constant danger. By your spirit, help them them to serve with honor and integrity while they work under pressure, and bless their families during extended times of separation. Abba, Father, we pray for those who are afflicted with anxiety, depression, and despair that you would touch them with your peace and quiet their hearts to know that you will provide for their needs and sustain them through all struggles of life. By your Spirit, strengthen their faith and hope in the risen Christ and replace all doubt and anguish with the steadfast trust in your provision and power. We give you thanks and praise for the gift of marriage, and we celebrate with those who have spent many years together in promises made to each other in your presence. Especially, we celebrate with Dennis and Kathleen Bowman, celebrating 53 years of marriage. With Roy and Sally Hintz, celebrating 57 years of marriage. We ask you to continue to be with them and all that are married and taken vows in your presence to give them many more years together until they meet you. Lord, we are saddened to learn. Uh, We pray for the family of Pat Tate, who was called to her heavenly home. Uh, We ask you to be with her family and lift them up with the knowledge of the empty tomb. Lord, ease their grief and dry their tears as only you can. We also pray for all those in our ongoing prayers and those we name silently. O Lord, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. closing hymn this morning is from Lutheran Service Book 842, Son of God, Eternal Savior, Son of God, Eternal Savior, Source of Life and Truth and Grace, Word made flesh whose birth among us hallows all of our human race. You are head who throned in glory, for your own will ever plead.
We thank you for joining us today for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. All the faith members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For ministry center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at www.faithboxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communications regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship and Arts, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.